Hello and welcome back to Flowers Grow Out of Our Graves podcast. I am Savannah and I am your host. On this podcast, we speak about everything faith-based and self-development. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about changing old patterns and neuroplasticity. I'm so excited with all this information I got and this whole message that I'm going to deliver to you guys today on this episode. So with the new year coming around the corner in just a month, it's time for a good end of the year reset. Why wait till New Year's to start being a new you? Let us finish off the year and get a month's jump start on rewiring our brain. So this week, I'm actually going to be throwing in a bonus episode with some end of the year reset tips and things that you can start doing now to start being the next and higher version of you. So I'm looking forward to giving you guys some challenges to accomplish over these next couple of weeks. And um, this is something I'm doing. So I would love for you guys to join in as well because I always come on and tell you guys the challenges that I'm doing for myself to better myself. So this is something I am currently getting ready to work on and I am just so excited to end this year off with a bang and just get a big jump on you know, things that I want to accomplish for next year. When it comes to self-development and personal growth, People think that there needs to be a certain time frame, like, oh, um, I'm going to wait until I have this and then I can start being the higher version of myself, or I'm going to wait until I open the business and then I'm going to act like that boss, babe, businesswoman. And we hold ourselves back from a lot of our personal growth and things that we can already start doing, even though we don't have the things that we are aiming to go after so you don't have to wait to open that business to start acting like the businesswoman that you are i think a lot of people tend to think um waiting for new years is when it's the perfect time to start their vision boards and start making new goals and you know personal growth and self-development doesn't have a time frame and it doesn't have a exact date so when you wait for new years you know I just believe it's kind of a cliche and we don't have to wait around for New Year's to come to start fixing ourselves, to start rewiring our brain, to start, you know, becoming a new version of ourselves, to start our new goals, you know, why not start as soon as it comes to your head when you feel like you're ready to make that shift in your life. So that is what I believe it's best if maybe if you just give yourself that extra month because One, a lot of the times we like to procrastinate. We like to talk ourselves out of doing the things that we want to do. So a lot of people often fail to even start New Year's because of all those mind shifts that they didn't do prior. I believe if you start rewiring your brain early on, then when you set that date, if you want to set the date for New Year's, When New Year's comes, you're going to be ready because your mindset is going to already be changed. You're already going to have your list of goals and you're going to be ready to just jump on in and start being the new person that you are trying to become. Now that I've been researching this topic and I've done so much research to come to you guys with like fatal information on this, I am so geeked out over this that I went to Barnes and Nobles and I'm like looking now for the book. I'm like, where is it? Where is all the geeky science stuff on neuroplasticity? And funny enough, I did not find anything uh, in particular to like being exactly what I was looking for, like just more in-depth research, um, some actual like science books. But funny enough, and you know, I feel like when 
you're like seeking and you're aligned with you know what you're trying to do in life for example like I'm in the process of rewiring my brain like this is a practice that I've already started doing uh, for the month of November and I went to Barnes and Nobles um, and this was after I mapped out um, this episode I was researching I was writing you know my script getting my information down and yesterday I went to Barnes and Nobles with my girls and I was just like I said I was really looking for a book on neuroplasticity but the universe had other plans and the universe will always deliver to you exactly what you need and I came across this book and it is exactly like what I'm looking for and I didn't even know like I went looking for something else but you know if I was to just read a book on neuroplasticity like I had already been doing research so I like know a lot about this stuff now but this book that like just and I was there for a while okay so now I didn't just pick up one book and I was like wow that's it like no I was like looking through books I was reading like the chapter outlines I was reading like the introduction and um, there was a couple of books that I seen that I've been had on my list of reads and I was like "Eh, I think I'm just gonna you know grab this because I've been wanting to read it for a long time but it wasn't what like I was trying to like find a book that I was like all right it's aligned with where I am in life right now and like since just a book that I felt drawn to and I wasn't finding that so I'm looking I'm looking and I'm like all right you know I've looked at so many books like my daughter is ready to go so I'm like okay I've been here for a while I'm just gonna grab this book um, that I really wanted to read for the past like a year or so and right when I was getting ready to leave this section, I saw this book and it had like a nice color to it. It's like an orangey pink and uh, I can't remember the exact title, but um, it's a challenge. And on the bottom of the book, it just said like rewiring the brain. And that part just stood out to me and I'm like, wow. And I grabbed it and I'm like reading through the chapters. And then that's when I come across the fact that it was a challenge. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm in my life right now. Like I am in the process of rewiring my brain. I love a good challenge. I'm actually finishing up my November challenge um, related to my faith. And I'm, I'm so down for a new challenge. So I grabbed the book and I was like, okay, this is the book that I'm getting. So I just love how the universe uh, answers to us sometimes, even when we don't really speak out the right way, because I wasn't, you know, um, directly looking for a book that was going to be like giving me a challenge um I was just looking for something related to what I'm trying to you know do currently in my life and that book just spoke out to me so I'm going to uh attach the title of the book um in the description so you guys can see that and if you want to grab it and join in on the challenge uh that would be great too but I'm really excited I read like the first couple of pages and it was very um like an attention grabber and I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get this So the definition for neuroplasticity is the ability of the nervous system to change its activity with such as patterns and habits. So now there's two types of brain plasticity. The first is structural, which is made up of experiences and memories. And the second being functional, which is the brain's functions, which moves from damaged to undamaged areas. So our brain plasticity leads to our brain function, which creates our behavioral outcome. So a lot of scientists have been researching and studying 
neuroplasticity for many years and it just like anything else science is always changing um things on the mind is always changing i believe like a lot of things that were popular back in the day is not so popular now like mental health has been one of the like most um topic related booming thing out right now where I feel like in my parents' generation, mental health wasn't as acknowledged or studied um, like it is now. So I just love how times is always changing. And a lot of research has been done on neuroplasticity, but new research today has begun to show how the brain development changes constantly throughout our lives. So our brains is always changing. It's always adapting to new environments, actions, and our brain is continually making new neural pathways influenced by our experiences. So I have been obsessed with learning this stuff. And the deeper like I get into learning about the mind, I'm just like, I'm so obsessed. I'm so hooked because I feel like the mind is such a, a big area of study. There's so many different parts and I love how each one connects to something else in our body. And I just feel like the mind is so powerful. So I like, I love researching on these types of things. So the brain is like a computer system. So think about how a computer functions. Um, You know, on the computer, we have like the motherboard, like the main like system. Then you have obviously little things like you know, software, you have um, your keyboard, your mouse, things that hooks up to the main system, which will be like your desktop. So the brain is like a computer system that controls all of the body's functions. And I find it amazing how the brain can actually heal and rewire itself. And if you didn't know that, I swear you need to like go look it up. Um, I don't want to give you guys a full entire science lesson, but it is it it is so amazing how like the brain like functions when it's like rewiring itself and healing. Um, so for an example, like people who suffer from brain injuries and brain damage, you know, with the help of neuroplasticity, you can rewire your brain, you can heal from that injury. And a lot of the times for example, like some people who suffer really bad brain injuries, you know, they may be paralyzed or may not be able to walk, may not be able to speak, but you can research and see that there's tons of studies and like stories of people who come back from that. They literally able to learn again. They're able to walk again. And sometimes people bounce back and be they're even better than what they were before the brain injury and I think that's so cool and it is like a miracle in a way because you know we we don't really think how much the brain controls so much of our body just as simple as me recording this podcast me being able to speak so I really love that neuroplasticity is like the key so with the help of neuroplasticity, those people who suffer from brain injuries, they can use neuroplasticity to literally learn everything again. And now that's not to say some people who suffer brain injuries, maybe their injury is more severe, maybe they're not able to. So that's not to speak on everybody, but there is a good high percentage of 
people who come back from brain injuries with the help of neuroplasticity. And one of my favorite motivational speakers, um, his name is Brendan Bouchard, and he has suffered from a brain injury when he was in a car accident at 19 years old. And if you haven't checked out his work or listened to his podcast, I highly recommend checking him out. I love listening to his podcast. Um, He is an amazing motivational speaker. And when I heard his story, I was like, wow. And just how, like, now he's, like, one of the highest paid motivational speaker trainers. Like, to, to think that he went through a a terrible traumatic event like that and came back better most people who go through traumatic events let that tear them down and that's why i say with the help of neuroplasticity people can change the way they think so instead of looking at the negative of their brain injury he looked to the positive like he did a total switch over and just conquered his whole mind shift like i think that is just so amazing because i know like I'm constantly battling like when I go through a circumstance or a hardship in my life and I have those negative thoughts and we all have them because we're human we can't always be positive but I just remember like when I go through those types of things like I almost let them get me down sometimes so to think that people who suffer brain injuries are doing this type of work on themselves and they're coming back and and learning how to walk again like that is like miraculous so if someone like that can do that and someone like us so if, if you can walk if you can talk if you are alive and breathing like you have no excuse to not do this type of work on yourself it is so important to understand brain plasticity it's so important because it helps you improve your mindset you know it's going to help you reach your goals it's going to help you change your behaviors and that's one thing that i feel like a lot of people are unaware of is that you know a lot of our behaviors comes from our mindset you know if we have a more positive mindset we're going to see more positive impact in our life that's like saying you wake up every day and you're like oh today's going to be a terrible day well guess what the chain of events that's going to happen after you say that from you having that thought and creating that um, into your energetic environment you're putting negativity out into the rest of your day so the rest of your day is going to be shitty now, if you wake up and you're like, oh, today's going to be a great day. Um, I'm going to this job interview. I'm going to get this job. Or this date is going to be amazing. Like, just speaking greatness into your day is such a huge game changer. It's going to bring good energy into your life. And that's why we need to be practicing neuroplasticity because we need to be more aware of these thoughts. Our consciousness needs to be on So if we was to break apart the word neuroplasticity, the word neuro comes from neurons. So like I said earlier, I didn't want to give you guys a big science lecture, but we are going to have a little bit of a science lecture today. So grab your coffee and just continue to listen on because this is some really good stuff. Okay. So think about when you was in science class and you learned about all the cells the atoms everything so neurons are cells in our body that carries out messages from the brain to the muscles 
and then from the muscles to the organs, you know, each neuron sends a different um, communicative message to a different part of our body. So what causes the brain to change is when the neurons communicate with other neurons. So it goes through a process called sympathetic pruning is when the brain discomposes of unused or unnecessary neural connections. So while the brain is getting rid of the things that we no longer are thinking or doing, like your routines, you know, there's been many times where I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize I stopped doing a routine that I was doing for so long. But that is because my brain got rid of that and caught on to the new things that I was doing. So while the brain is disposing of our unused um, routines and habits, it is strengthening the ones that are being used frequently. So this is why the habit of repetition is so important. So think back to your childhood, right? Remember when you first started school and your brain was fresh, okay? Uh, You didn't know how to read. You didn't really know how to write. You didn't know how to add, subtract. But when you had to constantly repeat the alphabet, you know, I remember repeating the alphabet, singing the ABC songs over and over and over and over and over again. And even now, teaching my, when I teach my oldest daughter and now teaching my baby, you know, I'm constantly repeating things so that way they can learn. So remember, you're, you're constantly repeating something so that's going to signal to your brain this is something that you know we're doing frequently and it's going to engrave that so many times we are teaching our brain to become familiar with things that we are unaware of you know things that we're just doing on a daily basis so for example someone who has a negative mindset you know they don't understand that by just like I said, waking up and saying, oh, today's going to be a terrible day. You know, you're putting that thought into your brain and your brain, if you keep waking up and you're doing that and you keep waking up and doing that, keep waking up and doing that, your brain is going to be like, oh, this is something we do frequently. So you're literally training your brain to be negative. So with repetition, you can do repetition with anything. So anything that you're trying to learn and achieve, you're going to want to do that repeatedly. Because honestly, repetition is the key to success. Like truly, think about any successful person you know. 90% of those people have the habit of repetition. Let's think about sports players, for example. They played the sport for years and repetitively trained at it. Movie stars, they repetitively practice reading scripts. Repetition is simply continuing practice. And study shows that it takes anywhere between 18 to 254 days to form a new habit. So constantly repeating anything that you do in life, that is going to train your brain to adapt to that lifestyle, to adapt to that habit, to adapt to that pattern. Like I said, for a basketball player, they train continuously, dribbling the ball, free throws, you know, I don't know the whole breakdown of what they actually train for, but they're constantly training at playing that sport. So their brain is 
easily going to adapt to those trainings and those skills that they are acquiring. So that's with anything in our life. You know, it's not just a sport. It literally goes down to any thought that you think, any habit that you're doing, anything that you're doing repeatedly, your brain is going to adapt to that and that's going to become your reality. And now as a mother of two with this knowledge, I try to be very intentional with what I'm teaching my kids what habits I'm trying to install in their lives because early childhood is the most critical time for learning. And when I think back on a lot of my bad habits, a lot of them was from what I learned from my elders that was around me. For example, like cursing. My mom has a sailor's mouth and I am half Irish. So uh, I do like to blame it on the culture because if, if you're Irish, you get it. If you're not, look up Irish people. I just feel like Irish people curse a lot. Um, I am also half Puerto Rican and Spanish people curse a lot, so I'm just doomed. But regardless of the culture, my mom has very much potty mouth, sailor's mouth, whatever you want to call it. She used to curse a lot. And I never realized why I got into that bad habit until I thought back on my environment in my childhood. Like, where did this come from? who was around me that used to curse a lot. And that's when I realized, okay, my mom cursed a lot. And then, you know, just seeing her and my stepdad argue and curse a lot and my Spanish grandmother cursing a lot. Like I was in this environment where people around me were cursing and I just grew up naturally cursing a lot. And this is something now that I'm more mindful of. And I try to do this differently because I don't want my kids to have a potty mouth. And I am so blessed that my eight-year-old does not curse because I do even curse sometimes and she corrects me she's like mommy we don't say those words like that's a bad word we don't curse and like sometimes I'm so frustrated I'm like listen I'm an adult like and you know but then I think back and I'm like no she's right you know she's correcting my bad habit and that is really good that I have someone in my corner doing that because a lot of people have bad habits and patterns that were formed many years ago and that makes it very difficult to rewire your brain because you've been doing that bad habit for so many years. You know, that's like smokers, um, people who are alcoholics. They had the habit of drinking and smoking for so many years that they're just used to it. They're used to the, the movement of it, like just having something in their hand and they're puffing, you know, like, and it's funny because if you look up now how they try to get smokers to come off of smoking they realized that a lot of it was coming to that that some people are just used to having something in their hand so sometimes they will give them stress balls they will give them something to take away from that need of pulling to their mouth and pulling away with their hand because their hand is so used to having something in between their fingers and something going towards their mouth like down to the movement of what they were doing while they were smoking is what their brain was used to. So the brain will trigger and say, okay, like we're supposed to be moving your hand to your mouth. So by just having something in their hand, it was signaling their brain to do something different. And, you know, just because you have a a bad habit that you've done for so many years and it's probably difficult to break, it doesn't mean that it's impossible. This type of technique requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of time and dedication. And when I say it requires a lot of time, I don't mean you have to be doing something repetitively for like 
hours a day. You don't have to sit in the corner for like 10 hours and be meditating or something. Like that's not what I mean. It can be as simple as you just start with doing 10 to 15 minutes each day doing the same thing, which is just you practicing repetition. So for me recently, I realized how much I fell off from my routines. Like I use the Notion app and I have a set of morning routines and night routines. And when I was pregnant and I was mostly home, I had a lot of free time. I was really able to go strong with my routines, but it wasn't until after I had my baby that I noticed I fell off on my routines and I was like, well, you know, I don't have the time and that can be a whole other topic because listen, there is a lot of time in the world. We just got to make it. And I realized, okay, well, what can I do to get myself back on track with my routines? What habits am I doing now? What routines am I in now that I can eliminate and get back on my routines that I want to do? So I realized that one, a lot of the things that I've been going through in my life is because the lack of my routines. And a lot of the things that I've been trying to manifest that haven't been manifesting is because I'm not doing my routines either. Because I'm not in the right energy because I'm not doing things that bring me joy, which my morning routine is filled with things that bring me joy. And not being able to do this was negatively impacting my life. So I wanted to do this reset so I can get myself back on track. I wanted to rewire my mind so I can get away from being stuck in just hustle mode and living my life day to day, like busy, busy, busy not doing things that bring me joy, not doing things that's benefiting my life, just living the normal, working 11 to 7, taking my kids to school, doing like the daily routines that is like, yes, we have to do those things. Yes, I have to do my laundry. Yes, I have to wash the dishes. Yes, I have to cook dinner. But in between those normal daily routines, you can still do the things that bring you joy. You just have to find the balance. And I realized I wanted to live my life with more joy again. And you know, this can be different for everybody um, because everyone has a different routine, um, different things that they want to incorporate into their routines. So mine is beneficial to my life. So one of the changes that I have been making was I wanted to start saying my affirmations again at least once a day. And now affirmations is very beneficial to also practicing repetition and also helping you rewire your brain. And if you're not familiar with affirmations, it is pretty much just sayings that you can create or you can even search up ones that compare to your goals. For example, um, by saying, I am wealthy, I am financially free, I make enough money to buy everything I desire. Those affirmations is just me affirming to myself the desires that I want, the, the person that I want to attract into being. And I can go deeper into affirmations in another episode. Um, but overall, repeating those I am statements, it wires and fires your brain to believing them. And like I was saying, this is also key to manifestation, which we are also going to get into in another episode. The action of repetition is a mental action which equals to the vibration. So, for example, just by doing those affirmations every morning for me, 
I set myself to be on a high energy pedestal. Like I feel so good about myself. I feel so good about my work, about my day. I feel so positive that I just placed my energy in the right area to kickstart my day. Like I'm like, okay, I'm ready to conquer this day. That's when I step into like, I got today under control. No matter what comes my way, today's going to be a good day. And even if it's not, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to say tomorrow is going to be a good day because I'm just so positive. So when we begin to take the steps like this to work on our mindset, you're going to surely see those patterns and habits changing. But The first step is simple, but it is hard. It is, okay? Because it was hard for me, and it's hard because the the simplest thing that you need to do is to begin. But that can also be the hardest thing. It is very hard to kickstart sometimes. I, I get it. I get it. Some A lot of us are stuck in this lazy mode, or if you're like me, maybe you was on a running spree, and you was doing amazing, you was doing good, and you fell off, and you've been off for a while, and you need to get back on, but guess what? All you have to do is begin, and if you're thinking about how crappy your life is now, well, let's think deeper. What are your routines? What habits are you doing on a day-to-day basis? I want you to begin by writing them down. You're going to write them down, everything. I want from your, the moment you're brushing your teeth, every step that you do after that. Because by narrowing down our routines, this is when we can get that awareness of what is going wrong in our lives. What habits are we having that we can eliminate because they're not benefiting us? And then we can replace them with ones that will. So you're going to first write them down. The next step you're going to write new habits that you want to do. So this can be things such as exercising, taking up a new hobby, meditating, drinking more water, whatever you desire, write it down. And it's really good to get as super clear on what you want, like tunnel vision, like, you know, what type of exercising you want to do, you know, what hobby you want to do. Don't just put, I want to take up a new hobby. No, like be as clear with what you want, because that is the best thing when we're trying to form new habits or, you know, manifest a new life for ourselves. You got to be super clear. And then comes the planning. You're going to have to put a routine together. Putting a, a routine together can be tricky. It's not impossible, though. You just have to really narrow in on on what you want. Like I said, get as clear as possible. But since we all have different lives, this is going to look different for all of us. Um, A routine for a single mom of three is not going to be the same as a routine for someone who's fresh out of college, doesn't have kids. So the best thing you're going to do is understand what your lifestyle is already. You know, take a look at, like I said, your routines. We're going to look at that list, that, the, that list of the habits and routines that you're doing. And then you're going to look at the list of what you want to do. And you're going to map out a time schedule for you to do the new things. So for me, as a mom of two, I realized I needed to start it waking up earlier in my days so that I can get my morning routine done. And it was still tricky for me, though, because since I work overnight, I made another routine that can correspond with the days that I work because sometimes I come home, I'm tired, I want to sleep for a couple of hours, 
I didn't sleep at work. Um, you know, I'm filming this podcast at work and it's 12 midnight. So, you know, sometimes I'm up all night at work. Sometimes I could probably squeeze in a little nap. You know, it really just depends how my night goes. And I can't accomplish my morning routine if I'm coming home from work and I'm tired. But I didn't want that to affect my consistency. So I made a strong night routine where I can get things done while I'm at work, such as my Bible studies, content planning, reading, working on my manuscript, and even just this, filming my podcast. So you're going to have to work a time schedule that fits your needs and you're going to designate each habit a certain time. Now, again, for someone who's a little more busy, like me, I like to give myself more than one option. So, for example, if I forget to do my morning affirmations, I make sure I do them while I'm driving to work or before I go to sleep. Because I still want to hold myself accountable to get it done. But, again, I'm a mom of two. Things get switched up all the time. I get curveballs all the time. You know, um, going back to, you know, just even being working a, a, a graveyard shift is hard um, sometimes for me to wake up early that very next morning on my first night that I'm actually home sleeping in my bed because I'm like, oh, I haven't slept in my bed for like four or five days. I am going to sleep like a queen. And, you know, it's really hard for me to get up early in the morning on those like that very first day that I'm officially home. So, I like to give myself that second option of having another designated time where I can still get that done. But if you are fresh and new to habit forming, I suggest being strict. You want to stick to an exact time to train your mind on that new habit. But if you're someone like me and you've done habit formation before, this can be a trick that might work for you. So next, we're going to begin our repetition system. The first repetition is just going to be for one day. Your second repetition is going to be for seven days. And your third will be for 16 days. And the last will be for 35 days. So week one, and if you're choosing to start now, um, this episode is released on Monday. So it is the start of a fresh week. And if you're hearing this episode, but... Whenever your week one starts, you're going to start and you're going to pick a day that you're going to commit to and you're going to just do that one day for how many weeks you want to make it. Okay, you get to choose how long you want to keep your repetition systems going. So if you want to just focus on one day out of your week where you're going to 100% commit and designate to your new habit that you're trying to form that's fine you can do it for just one week you can do it for two weeks you can do it for three weeks you can do that for a month straight you know whatever is comfortable for you and then you're going to go into your next repetition system all right you've accomplished you're doing your one day you've been on time for let's say two three weeks you did that one day a week Now you're going to jump into that second one where you're going to do it for seven days. So you're going to go a week straight doing your morning routine, doing your night routine, doing that new habit. And I don't want this to feel like a job. 
But I want this to be something that you're going to enjoy and you are choosing to do because you're just so hungry for a change. If you are unsure if this is something you can do, I just want you to ask yourself this. Will I be happy five years from now if I keep doing the same thing that I'm doing? And if the answer is no, I want you to think about what will it cost you to take the risk and start rewiring your brain today? Because one of these answers is going to make you either stay comfortable where you are or you're going to realize how uncomfortable you are. And the great thing is our brain is 100% capable of being rewired. I've just given you guys the whole science lecture. And if you need to do some research of your own, there is plenty of studies that you can just go and Google. Um, If you want to go grab a book on it, neuroplasticity, do your own research. And just you can see the miraculous stories of people who've done this work and where they are today. And I just want you to know that the choice is going to come from you. Okay, like we have to put in the work. The, the science is there, the, you know, you may do this where you write down the list of habits, but if you don't get into that repetition system, if you're not waking up every morning and knocking off that to-do list of all your habits, you know, whatever it is, if you're not attacking that every day, you're not changing your patterns, you're not changing your life, you're not going to change anything. You're going to be stuck where you are and you can continue making lazy excuses as to why you can't do those new habits or, you know, sometimes, like I said, you might fall off. You might have a good running for a few weeks and then you might fall off the next week. We get curveballs all the time. Sometimes we can't help what life throws at us and it may throw us off track. But what we need to do is we need to get back on track. We need to get back up and get back into our routines. Get back to it. Like, I haven't done a morning routine in, my baby is eight months now. It's been so long that I can't even give you guys an exact day, but it's been a couple of months since I've done a morning routine. Like, from top of my list to the bottom of my list and now my morning routine includes basic stuff that I do every morning like make my bed brush my teeth skincare like I have that written down on my morning list but like a lot of the deeper stuff like yoga pilates meditating like I just started doing those things again like I'm just now gonna start getting back to my pilates tomorrow fresh week it's Monday I'm doing my morning routine I'm getting my workout in like I feel like I've been off it for so long, but I am so motivated to just start again because I know that this is going to be beneficial to me, and I know that it doesn't cost me anything to get up and start again. I can sit here and be like, you know, dang, I miss when I used to do that, and I can weep over, you know, how I used to do it and I don't do it. Or I can make the choice to get back out there and get back on my morning routine and start over again. You're only going to fail when you don't do anything. And you're not going to fail when you're out there putting in the work. Because failure to me is being the same. Not working towards anything. Failure to me is not me working towards a goal and not accomplishing that goal. 
that's not failure because you have the courage to go and put in the work towards that goal. So even though that goal didn't work out, that goal probably wasn't meant for you. Whatever it is, it probably wasn't in your destiny. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't failing because you still got up and went out there and you put in the work and you tried. Trying is not failing. Failing is when you don't try. Okay. So I think it's time that we put this episode to an end. I've given you guys a lot of information and I just want to thank you all. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode and I hope that this is going to be a good start of the year. It's going to be a good year reset for you. It is going to be for me and I look forward to the rest of the episodes that I have planned for this season. Um, We're going to be getting into this series um, because I have taken a break from the podcast but this is another commitment. I'm going to be um, putting out episodes and um I believe I figured out how I'm going to have it structured um, because this is also, again, a Christian-based podcast. I am still going to be doing Bible studies, um, having faith talks with you guys, um, but I do also really want to tackle in on the science part of the self-development and working on ourselves because I do believe and I am going to have the next episode um, to explain how the biblical aspect and the scientific aspect of the brain, um, you know, like our mindset, it corresponds with each other. You know, it is written in the Bible. Um, I can't tell you the name of what scripture it is, but it says what man thinketh he becomes. So, you know, that's in the Bible. There's plenty of other things that are in the Bible that is knowledgeable to us to understand that Jesus also was a positive thinker. He wasn't going around thinking, I can't heal this person. I can't walk on water. Like, no, Jesus was very positive. And a lot of the things he'd done was because he had the power and the mindset. So I'm looking forward to getting deeper into this self-development series. I have so much planned for this um, end of the year because we have a couple of weeks um, left of this year that I'm going to be having uh, podcast episodes. And I'm just looking forward to starting 2024 with you guys. And I just can't wait to work with you all. And please do not forget to follow the podcast Instagram page. I'm going to start posting more on there and having just like daily motivations, small challenges, Q&As, live broadcastings. So feel free to follow and, you know, stay up to date. Um, Let's connect more. I feel like um, right now I've just been putting out the podcast, but I just really want to, I want to form some connections. I want to hear what's going on in your guys' lives. Um, I want to hear about the habits and the patterns that you're changing and how the system is working for you. Um, You can always ask me any questions, but please, please, please uh, message me, tell me, talk to me. You know, I want to know you know, how this is working for you. I want to know what's going on. And if I can be of any help and give any further advice, I will try to write back to everybody who writes me, um, depending how many people write me. Um, You know, I'm really excited about all of this. 
and I look forward to being with you guys here on the podcast next week. So please come back and tune in. And I hope you all have a blessed day, a blessed week, and I love you all. Bye.